0: The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the International Broadcast Specialist, Marketeers. Hello and welcome to the Provoke Media Podcast. I am Diana Marzalek. I am senior reporter with Provoke Media. Um, today, I am very happy to say we have Maureen Lippi with us. Uh, Maureen needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce you anyway, Maureen. Um, Maureen yes. is founder and chairman of Lippy Taylor, um, the firm you started, I believe, nearly 35 years ago. Am I correct?
1: Yes, not 35, but close. Uh, uh, over okay, 30. We over celebrated 30 our ago. 30th anniversary last year,
0: but oh, I that's think right. it's a little more. Okay, well, well we can fudge whatever. <laughs> we're exactly. Over 30 years ago, um, but you also, and what we're here to discuss today is you have just published, or um, you're the author of your debut book called Radical Reinvention, um, and I just read it, Maureen, and as I mentioned to you before we start, I was so impressed and just touched by what you put in writing, and I wonder if you could start a little bit by giving us the premise of the book, and we can go from there.
1: Uh, absolutely, and Diana, I'm so glad that you that you liked it. It's, you know, I, I have, because the book was just launched, there haven't been that many people who have already read it. Uh, read it so i love hearing um that you'd like to so thank you for that but you know during the the pandemic uh, like everybody else i desperately was trying to keep my family together my husband healthy my company just you know so, so just keep all the balls in the air but you know while lippy Taylor more than doubled at the time with with um many agencies who were laying off people and furloughing workers we you know, kept everybody when we made a conscious decision to do that. But at the same time, I sadly lost my husband and partner for almost 40 years to COVID Mm -hmm. and it was brutal. Um, And it was unforeseen. I did not see it coming. Um, So the book really is a, it's a personal memoir. It's a love story with my husband, but it's also a business leadership book. It's probably 70% Seventy percent business and thirty percent just my personal story—not just of loss, but kind of of my life and how I, you know, got to go from editorial to starting an agency, um, and just the whole journey, which which I hope is is interesting to people. But I had to get back to the office office, and I had to come back strong, um, and I had to conquer the fear, the trauma. Um, and really the extreme loneliness that I was feeling at the time, it was a very painful journey, but I really, I had to open up my heart, I had to open up my heart, it, it, because it was so personal, but if I was going to do a book, I was going to make it personal. It was originally going to be a reinvention, but after losing my husband, I realized this was a radical reinvention, so I changed the title and changed the whole concept of the book, Um and I, I wrote it really so my readers who I've I because I know so many people are suffering post-COVID, not just readers, but it's you know my friends, colleagues, everybody is trying to kind of figure out this new world order. But I I, I wanted to write it so people in my position could live a more brave life. Um and Get ready to to recover. So it's a book about recovery and how you get there. And I have interviewed over sixteen people who are what I call brazen fire starters, who just tell these incredible stories of loss and and how they came back. So it's not just about me. I've got these great inspiring stories that I think um, will be very interesting to people who do read the book. And you know, the other thing is, I, I just had to get back to work.
0: Go yeah, on. yeah, you were gonna say no, 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 I no. I was just going to say that that one of the things that I do appreciate about the book and and you mentioned this is that there's all these different levels. So you it it is a business leadership book, but you know, I love a memoir. I, I read it as a memoir. Um, I feel like you were a life coach in there. Um, you bring so much to it on so many different levels that um that I can see it appealing to different people in different ways.
1: I hope so, because that was my intention. And all ages, but and and men, women, young, mid, mid age, and also older people who are trying to kind of redefine, get over a divorce, or get over, God forbid, the loss of a child or the loss of a spouse. I mean, these are these are hard times. So hopefully, like you, other people I hope will feel the same way. So thank you, Diane, for that.
0: No, my pleasure. And I like that you hired your mother as your employee.
1: Yes, she
0: was the first person
1: <laughs> I hired at Lippy Taylor,
0: but then That's my awesome. husband
1: came in and my son came in, so family affair, as they say.
0: Yeah, it's a real family business, and and I wonder if um if that kind of held you through and and inspired you even further in these hard times, as you did have. You certainly lost a, a, a you know your partner, your your husband. You, you can't under. Understate that, but you did have the family business, right? You have your son working there, you built it. Um, you were a leader. I imagine that that was somewhat motivating or um, necessary to sort of uh, firmly put your put your feet down back in those shoes and do what you know how to do
1: well I, yes, of course, having my son here and having Paul, who's one of my Paul Dyer, who's our yes. CEO who's one of my Best ever business partners and really a good friend helped me tremendously and put no pressure on me to do um, to do projects that maybe I wasn't ready for in the early in the early in the early months Mm -hmm. of this journey. Um, But, you know, there's nothing like family, but there's nothing like having colleagues who, when you come in, just wrap their arms around you. And we've been together some of this 20 years. So I'm extremely lucky to be surrounded not only with my family and my son, um, mm-hmm. but also my family here at Lippy Taylor. And it's why I wanted to come to work. So hopefully, you know, after reading this book, people will walk away with the tools to kind of stand up and and, and face who they want to be, who they were meant to be, and living a life that, you know, that they really always imagined. I mean, I've been living the life that I imagined. I didn't imagine the loss but I had to get over it and I had to get over it fast. I needed to just reimagine myself and transform my life. And hopefully people who read the book will, will get strategies to get back on their feet um, and live the life that, that they deserve to have. Um, and my purpose, obviously, is to help others who might be suffering or, or, or lonely, confused about life. God knows it's a very confusing time. And as I said earlier to you, this book was, for me, was my therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, That and going to the office and being in the office, present in the office, were the two things that I think helped me the most.
0: Yeah, I imagine the writing was very cathartic for you. Um, It was. Yeah, you you mentioned that you had a book, and tell me if I'm wrong, but this is the first I've heard of it, that you had a book in the works before you lost your husband and then it changed with that experience or well i was
1: i was thinking about it it i hadn't started writing it i was just i just knew that i you know i th- i had a lot of experience in life and i thought wouldn't it be great to write a book but i honestly i figured i would never really get that done but i i had the need because it helped me it was as i said it was so cathartic so going from a reinvention to a radical reinvention i think is what makes this book different it's for people who feel lost and um, and feel like they they need to figure out how to find the life that they want to lead and have always dreamt of leading they need to get you know they need to get back on their feet they have to reimagine they have to reset and really reinvent themselves so that's really
0: who this is for. And I think that's a lot of people right now
1: in this post-COVID world, as we as we said earlier.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, well, how would you define a radical reinvention versus a reinvention? Or what oh, is a, re- a radical reinvention?
1: <laughs> well, a radical reinvention is really when you've had a, like a, a series of setbacks, heartaches, obstacles, leading to, you know, days that feel meaningless. And relationships, maybe that have railroaded your life, or your job you feel is in jeopardy, or it's not giving you what you want, it's not giving you the joy and the and the satisfaction that you thought about during COVID. Um, it's also maybe you you feel like your mental wellness and confidence are lost. So really, you you know you you really forced to change your behavior and reset and and kind of reinvent your life, both personally and professionally. Because you know we're talking a lot about me. Um, personally, and what I went through during this brutal loss, but a lot of this book is 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 business um, and how we can succeed in business and what people need to do to to kind of get back on their feet and not only personally but also professionally. So I would say at least forty percent is maybe thirty percent is personal and seventy percent is is business and. As I mentioned earlier, it's filled with these great stories, people who were so down and out and lost, um, who came back and and it tells the story of how they got back on their feet, um, which I think is really, really helpful. Um
0: were their so stories they, helpful to you? Were they inspiring? They were so
1: people? inspiring to me. Um I had I learned so much talking to them, and I've met most of them, but not all of them. Um their their just their stories were so rich and and hopefully their stories are surprising, but also they're advising that people feel that they they can learn from these stories um so the you know they they kind of coached the and the book coaches readers through a dynamic and kind of eight step reinvention toolkit that I created based on my experience based on how I lived during my my journey. And so it's this toolkit is tested and I verified it with therapists and then all the reinventors, I call them radical reinventors, all just, you know, taught me so much and and told me about stories that, you know, you you couldn't imagine that someone could go from that place in life to where they all became rock stars. Um, They're just very brave and courageous radical reinventors. And I think that their stories will will stun people. Um, and also, I did a number of company reinventions as well. And a lot about Lippy Taylor's reinvention, constant sense of reinvention. Um, so, yeah, the radical reinventors, I learned so much from them. And I'm hoping that people that read the book will get a lot from them as well, because they come from all, all different backgrounds, different um Life experiences, uh, and, and obviously very different solutions to the problems that they were that they were experiencing.
0: Absolutely. So, the eight step toolkit. I have a couple of questions regarding that. Um, what is the toolkit? Are there I'm, literally eight steps that we can sum up here? Yeah, can, there are.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the most important thing is review. You've got to review your life. Where are you at? Um, then the second thing you have to be clear that you need a recovery. So you need to recover. And the third thing is you have to kind of reawaken. I mean, I reawakened and said, I have to do something. I am not, um, I'm not going to lay low because I can't. I have a family, I have a company, I have got to pull out of this sense of loss and kind of terror. Um, So Also, you have to remember what it is that brings you your joy and your awe, because it's so important that you you feel that not only in your work life, but in your personal life. So you also have to kind of, as I said earlier, reimagine who do I want to be? What will give me the greatest pleasure? What kind of a job? What kind of a company do I want to work? Do I not want to work? And you have to reach. You have to reach really hard and you have to go deep inside. And sometimes, as I said in the book, it it gets bloody, but it's all out there. Um, and then you have to replenish, you've got to replenish your soul. You've got to get into nature. You've got to walk. You've got to enjoy a big eyes and see things that maybe we haven't been seeing in the last couple of years because we've all been tested and tried, um, during, during COVID. And then the other thing, the, and the last thing is rebrand. You know, we all have to kind of, I, I'm a brand, Diana, you're a brand. I had to rethink my brand. I, It made me really kind of step up and realize that you know suffering is not an option in a situation like this. I've got to get back and I've 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 got to be vital and I've got to be true to myself and authentically myself. But I had to look at my brand, um, my personal brand as well as my professional brand, and it helped me really just kind of step up and 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 get back.
0: And um, you mentioned that you had the 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 toolkit vetted by therapist with it i mean this you you came up with it but this has gone through the uh, official channels of uh of uh saying being sanctioned
1: yes i okay. talked to a number of therapists just to make sure that you know what i was talking about was satisfying to them and that they agreed and some of the some of our reinventors are therapists as well as you might remember um, right. so yes, it's tried and tested and, um, and it certainly was tested by me. So I can certainly attribute my success and I feel I am a success now. I'm ready to say that I'm um, in a very prideful way. I found me, um, I found my purpose. Um, I, I know where I belong and I, I, I now live with passion, curiosity, um, the love of, of, of my family and the love of coming back to work, staying busy. Um, I'm very busy these days. Again, I love just to hear it. fighting the loneliness that sometimes just seeps in. You know, you never get over the loss of someone right. like your partner and husband. But all I can hope for is that each day I get a little bit better. And I am a little bit better every single day.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to hear it. And I hear the strength and sort of fortitude in, in, in your voice, which is... Which is great. Um, how, how did this process also affect you professionally and affect Lippy Taylor? The whole idea think, of reinvention.
1: I I think that you know, Lippy Taylor for me was such a. They they were all such warriors with me and so helpful and and full of love. Um, so I I I we're all Lippy Taylor is always reinventing. I would say the biggest reinvention and one of the greatest moments in my professional career was when I got a call from somebody I really respect who said, I met this guy. You've got to meet him. His name is Paul Dyer. Okay. I'll meet him. Calm down. I'll meet him. And I met him and you know, the rest is history, but that was a very, um, very important day when the two of us came together. So that's been almost six, seven years. So we've been, reinventing ever since and transforming the agency um and just kind of reorganizing since since Paul got here. It was clear to me that if we as an agency as Lippy Taylor, if we didn't become a digital, you know, transformative agency which used data and analytics um to to develop our strategy and our insights, we would be a dinosaur agency. And those were the things that Paul really excelled at. So his coming into the agency just changed everything. And what what is so amazing is that like nobody has left. The people that have been with me for all these years, they're still growing and learning and doing things that they never imagined they'd be doing. And that is so satisfying to me um, that I'm still surrounded by these great and talented people. And of course we have brought in um, more people and, you know, everyone is getting along really well. The culture held up um, through COVID, and Paul bought into the culture, and we agreed together that we had a defined culture and we weren't going to change it. Um, so all of that was very um, helpful for for our our personal business transformation and reinvention in the last um, in the last few years. And we're going through a deep transformation right now. I can't talk about it too much, but it's very exciting. And we'll probably be talking about it more in the fall. But we're all deeply involved and and committed. Um, you well, know, that's we,
0: not fair. You know, You're teasing me here.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That's exactly what I'm doing. Um, well, but it's, you, are the you know, best it's, person. <laughs> well, you know, we have to do that. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. But I you know,
1: also, Diana, the last two years for Libby Taylor have been we wouldn't expect this, but they've been really kind of the most creative years and the, some of the best years of of our existence, which is surprising considering we went through COVID and we came out of it. Um, but this these two years we've won so many awards. We have just, you know, we've grown so much. We've been able to to stabilize and keep our people. We've a very high rate of retention, which is unusual in this industry. But, you know, during COVID, everybody was saying, you've got to let 20% of your people go. You've got to be ready, at least furlough. We did none of that. Paul and I sat down and we just decided, no, we've got to, our people, are first and foremost. And if we're going if to, if we want to grow this agency, we have to keep our people. And that paid off hugely for us. It cost us a lot of money in the first couple of months. I would say in the first three, four months of COVID, we probably lost a million dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But it paid off because we kept all our people and they just started doing the most extraordinary work. So we're in a in a really good place. Um, and I, you know, I just hope we keep winning awards and we keep our people happy and 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 excited about the work. You know, our people are everything. Absolutely. Uh, and it sounds like as you likely. well know.
0: I do well, no. Um, You know what you mentioned about going in and, and keeping the people, even if it was a loss, and that can be scary. And that mirrors some of what you talked about in the personal aspect of of radical reinvention. That you know, you give up a little security, perhaps. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's some of the same sort of elements that you have to come to grips with, business and personally, if you are going to reinvent and and change your life, right. or change your business, or change right. your business.
1: Right, and just hope that everybody goes along with it, buys into it, is part of it. Um, any 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 um, reinvention or any transformation that Libby Taylor has gone through, we did it with all our people. They mm-hmm. knew about it. We listened to them. We got we got all the so much input from them. Um, you know, it's a very people first company. I know a lot of people say that, but again, you've got to you have to listen to your people, and it's so just important to really think about post-COVID, really how it's changed. You know, the pandemic has changed really how we look at our employees and how employers have to change their ways Um, because so many of employees and, and employers have struggled to produce under difficult circumstances, which caused a lot of us to realize that no longer they could accept the outdated methods of work which was, you know, in the, in the old days was very transactional. It was a transactional mm-hmm. relationship um, with employers treating them as, and this is all in the book, with employers treating them as kind of a means of growth and production rather than as humans. We kind of lost the humanity of, of the workforce. So that old command and control approach is so outdated and and, and not respected by, by people today who work in companies. So I think progressive leaders now they have to treat their employees and their stakeholders and build relationships with team members based on really on acknowledging and fulfilling the need um, for uh, obviously compensation benefits to have the autonomy and the flexibility, but also to companies have to be involved in, and concerned about the well-being of of people both in the workplace and in their personal lives. I mean during COVID. We had several um therapists on 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 staff for people who needed them, and everybody did, including myself so you know it's a brave new world and i I think that this this way of looking at a more human and empathetic leadership is um is gonna result in increased commitment and productivity and as I keep mentioning re- retention it's so important um so authenticity and treating people the way they want to be treated goes a very long way um Absolutely. yeah courage it's it takes a lot of courage
0: that it I does have, and are we there yet i mean do you see in your clients and your peers i mean is, is this new form of leadership something that 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 leaders are still having to to learn to buy into or um
1: i think a lot of leaders i think we're we're hopefully we're getting there but i don't think we're there yet but i Lippy Taylor, honestly, has always led with humanity and with caring and, and, you know, just always trying to make sure that our people come first and just listening. Um, You have to show your team that they matter. They have to be able to share their voice and their ideas, their wisdom, you know, whatever they're thinking. We have to allow to give them an opinion anytime, even when it's contrary to, you know, to, to me or to Paul or to leadership. I think that listening, and I think I've said this a few times, listening is so imperative. It's such an important skill today. And also, this is what inclusion is. If we don't include our people and make them feel like we're listening to them, they're not going to stay. They have so many options. They're, you know, you, we're, we're, We'll never be able to keep our people. Right. So leadership today, we've really got to shape our culture. We've got to kind of get with the program, and we have to connect with our people, and create environments where they know that you, their humanity is respected. And I feel that that's expected today. Are we there yet? I don't know, I talk about in the book, something I refer to as leadership, which is you know leadership that is so disrespectful and just is all transactional and doesn't really care that there is a human behind, um, it, it, just in front of you and the person you're talking to. The humanity, it has to be front and center. And it's our business, particularly, is a very high touch as well as high tech environment. So our people have to come first. There's no question. And values can't be challenged. If you start challenging your values and rethinking your values, um, you're going to get into trouble because we have to be grounded in our values and our humanity. Um, Absolutely. We'll have a much better chance to succeed.
0: Right. Right, it's uh well worth the. I mean, you're you're reaping the benefits and seeing it. Um, what would you do? When would an organization know? Like, what are the signs that someone or something needs a radical reinvention? Um, are there telltale signs out there?
1: Oh, when a company does well, first of all, when people Uh start leaving, when people start leaving, first and foremost, when clients start leaving, and if you're listening to your people and listening to your clients, it'll be very clear why they're leaving leaving because the work isn't good and people are leaving because they're not respected. And so, you know, you, 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 get into that cycle of, 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 of fear and, and people leave when they're, when they feel fear, not only your, your colleagues and your staff, but also your clients. So when that's, when that starts happening, you know, you're ready for a radical reinvention and it, it's really radical obviously, and anybody who um, is in our business knows right now, business is tough. Um, We have to keep our people and we have to take care of them and we have to keep our clients and keep our clients happy. Can't forget that we have clients and (laughs) we, and if we don't keep them happy, we're going to have to, you know, we won't be keeping our people happy because we'll have to eliminate some. Um, So it's pretty evident when reinvention is necessary when it becomes radical is when you see that you're you're financially you're not where you want to be and right. your people are not happy and are leaving or are telling you that things have to change or they will be leaving mm-hmm. so i think it's i think the handwriting is on the wall when there's need for a radical reinvention but it takes courage
0: and you've got to be
1: brave it takes a lot of brave work there are difficult conversations with um, with your people and with your clients.
0: Absolutely. Um, one last very important question is you have a turtle that, um, a picture of a turtle that pops up throughout the book. Oh, um, I know. <laughs> I love <laughs> what my is turtle. Story? Do you have a turtle or what is the story of a turtle? I don't presently have a turtle,
1: but uh-huh. I was thinking of what would be, what can I put on the cover that would be kind of the motif that would really say to you radical reinvention. So putting a turtle on wheels because they're so slow was pretty radical, but also turtles have been around a long time. They've been around longer than dinosaurs. And what's interesting about them is they retract into their shells for very long Mm -hmm. periods of time when they're threatened. Um, And that's exactly what we do when Uh we're, in a dark, scary place, or feel like we're threatened or in danger when yep. um, when life gets tough. So I felt that they just were a turtle was just the perfect um, perfect example of what we shouldn't be doing, and that is retracting into our shells and kind of you know staying close to ourselves and not coming out and and looking for for reinvention.
0: I love that. I was going to say that you have a new Lippy Taylor mascot, but no, because you don't want to be the turtle, so um, you need to figure out who the you anti-turtle know, we is. we love
1: the turtle, but we love the turtle, <laughs> because he goes in and she goes in and she goes out. Okay. So we've,
0: I love the turtle.
1: We've, we've got to be careful about retracting when things get Understood. rough.
0: Understood. Understood. Well, it is such a pleasure to talk to you, but we cannot end this podcast without telling our audience where to get your book, or how to get your book.
1: Oh, the book is available on... It's it's available at Target. It's available um at um all, most bookstores. It's available online. Um and the, I think the the thing that is driving me to sell this book, in addition to hoping that it will really help people, is all the proceeds of the book um are going to a a an organization that I've been involved with for a long time, which is Step Up Women's Uh Network. And it's a glorious, glorious organization that helps young girls um, in high school really think about college and advancement and mentoring. And I just been involved with it for a very long time. So that's really exciting for me. That hopefully, if we can sell these damn books, we'll <laughs> we'll make some money for Step Up. And what?
0: Oh, that's wonderful! What a beautiful that's-
1: thing that would be
0: absolutely i know that mentoring and and helping girls and women change their lives is 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 a uh, heartfelt passion of yours so on all fronts i appreciate your endeavors including speaking with us today and i'm glad to hear you are doing so well and um let's go sell some books
1: yeah let's go sell some
0: books but i'm happy
1: (laughs) i'm happy to feel as well as i do and diane thank you so much i loved talking to you
0: you too take care You've been listening to the Provoke podcast brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.